You might have a mom, she might be the bomb But ain't nobody got a mom like mine Her love's till the end, she's my best friend Ain't nobody got a mom like mine Welcome to Teaching My Mother ABA, where we put a unique spin on teaching ABA by using pop cultural references and real life stories. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the shit show we call life. Surprisingly, we're going to talk about some assertiveness today, and our special guest is Huey, <laughs> so will be joining us. So this should be interesting because here's what happened. Normally, I am always on time. I'm actually here earlier, and I'm usually, for any meeting, texting Britt at like one past the hour, being like, where are you? What are you doing? Why aren't you on? Today, not so much. I, hey, I at least waited till three after. <laughs> it's been a day. Okay, so this week's quote is, um, I think it's good because uh, we're going to talk about assertiveness and I think that it's tough to figure out what that balance is. So the quote is, careful, snowflake. I drink coffee stronger than your feelings. Now... <laughs> That's not technically from any show, I don't believe, but no, I think no. that it it fits into what, no, what we're going to talk about. So we had to take a quick break. Okay, we were talking about how I was late, wasn't ready to go. Well, we just had to stop because our smallest coworker lost his mind for a minute and was being loud, and then Britt left to go get his iPad and I can hear him like sobbing hysterically in the background. And I'm like, what did she do to him? And then all of a sudden you hear him go, I want to work. I want to work. So he was crying because he wanted to work because everyone wants to work at K now. It's such a funny thing. I know. Place. Apparently we always joke around like, why do people want to work here? But even the littlest ones are, are wanting to work excited to work here. Okay. Excited. So like okay. we said, we're going to talk about assertiveness. We're reviewing 25 essential skills and strategies for the professional behavior analyst by Bailey and Birch. We're on chapter two. We're on chapter two. <laughs> Sorry. We're on chapter two. Yeah. I have the workers here today too. So that's what we're going to talk about. But first let's catch up with what's happened this week. Well, <laughs> um, so, okay, we have one rule when contacting my mother, okay? You cannot <laughs> call her after 10 o'clock <laughs> at all. Like, do not call her after 10 o'clock unless somebody is dying or there's a baby being born or something is happening. Well, the other night, I happened to open one of my emails that I don't check regularly and it was after 10 o'clock and I had to call her because we got our workshop accepted to ABAI, which yay, super excited, cultural responsiveness and ABA programming. But someone forgot to tell the rest of the team members that they submitted for it. And I'm not going to say who that someone is, but I think we can all guess who, who that actually is. Um. So that was exciting. We we're going to go to ABAI, which we did 100% plan on, but we are now. 
We so also the- in the same day got our APBA uh, presentation accepted. And that one is focusing on, I named it, Don't Forget About Us. <laughs> and it focuses on um, making remote employees feel like they're, they still have that same bond as in-person employees and how to manage your remote work setting. Well, okay. So APBA, we had planned on going to. So everyone was like, that one wasn't as big of a shock. ABAI is going to take a little bit of, some of us have children specifically. And anyway, so our, (laughs) which probably will be a whole podcast, but our prelim plan was that my husband, their grandfather would take off the two days and then like, or three, oh, we had a total of three days. And he would, he would have the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Which. Insert gasp. <laughs> yeah. He deserves to have to do that, but I can't even imagine how that will go. So. They'll we'll be see. somehow got through security waiting at the gate for us when we mm-hmm. get back. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine. So that is exciting. It was a little bit of a shock. Um, it is a. Yeah. So it's fine because the presentation part wasn't the shock because I feel like we have all of the things ready to go for that. Like we just have to put it together. The shock was we hadn't even planned on attending that conference this no, year. We're doing, yeah, because we had planned to do, um, we're excited. We're going to do a full leadership retreat for all of our KNOW employees in the big state of Idaho. <laughs> right after ABAI. So we weren't going to plan on doing any back-to-back this year trips, but that got thrown out the window. No. And a late night episode. Yeah. And apparently I was part of it, but I don't really remember. And I haven't actually seen the proof. So I don't feel like I was, but. That's because you don't know how to run your Google Drive. If you knew how to run your Google Drive, you could see the proof. Now everything is in writing. Always Um, in writing. So it has been, I would say this has probably been one of the longest weeks of my life for various reasons. Not, no, I'm, I'm exaggerating, which I'm tempted to do, but so we started on. Wait, wait, wait. The, what's that quote? What's the, the unicorn quote? Um, I'm exaggerating, but I'll be okay. Or everything's fine. I just need to exaggerate for a minute. Yeah, that's me. That's totally like that should be, be on the okay. show. I just need to exaggerate yeah. for a minute. I just need to exaggerate for a minute. So um as you know, we had a baby. Well, I didn't, but we have a new grandbaby. I didn't. Yeah, no, not no, Jesus Lord. Um, I mean, not that that wouldn't be a blessing, but um, so we have a new grandbaby. I've been in Iowa with the grandbaby, which is fine. So Christmas, I'm crazy about Christmas, like Christmas time. I don't like anyone messing with my plans. I like have everything structured. The state, the entire state of South Dakota was shut down. I was in Iowa. I live in the other, all the way on the west side of South Dakota. The entire state is shut down. I can't get home. So that delays my plans of getting home, which puts me all anxious. So I have a friend who is never on time, always late. We give her grief because she shows up like days later, days later. She somehow was able to fly from Texas into South Dakota on a plane during a blizzard and be where I was supposed to pick her up on time. I wasn't there. 
because I'm trapped in Iowa. So we finally get to go pick her up two hours from Iowa on the very east side of South Dakota. We have to stay overnight in Sioux Falls, which is on the east side, because the, the interstate finally opened up. But I was uh, I didn't want to drive at night, all this other stuff. So I'm all I'm all dramatic, everything. It was it was just a big production. We get on the road yesterday. I've never drove. This is not an exaggeration, but I've never drove in roads like I drove in yesterday. Like I have I didn't realize that. I mean, I've lived in Iowa, but I've never realized that interstate <laughs> interstates can shut down. Like I basketball. Oh, well, I mean, kind of, but I just I've never drove like that. It was great. But we got yes, here. Okay. Yeah. Like I've never been solely responsible for the people in the car. Semis um, were backed up at gas stations. It was just a bit of a mess. So we get here. We're fine. I have two grandkids still with me because they were coming back anyway. Um, Now the weather forecast is another snowstorm starting on (laughs) Thursday to Sunday. And I know, but I'm okay because I'm trapped here and I have my grandkids. So, I mean, I can still have like a whole Christmas. I won't be trapped alone with my husband, but. Yeah, because that would be the other thing is mom can never be alone on Christmas. That's just. Well, I mean, your dad doesn't count. I mean, alone with your dad, I think was what we had. There we go. We Um, always have to ship a grandkid or a child. I keep them hostage the week before Christmas in case I get snowed in like it's going to (laughs) happen. The worst part about it is the semis haven't been able to get to us. So my husband went to like get groceries and everything. There is no food on the shelves. So I'm guessing the semis will come in today, tomorrow, hopefully. But I ordered a bunch of stuff from Amazon that was supposed to be here last week. It's all trapped still in <laughs> on the other side of the state. So oh there's literally no Christmas presents either because everything is all. It's about a feeling. I know it was very exciting weather time. Plus one of our, like one of our employees took, took a vacation. And so I, like an actual vacation. She did. And and I, any emails or anything. I know. And I covered her sessions like a champ. I did not call anyone asking for advice or anything. Nope. Not at all. I think that was on our last podcast. So we'll just say this time that we got it. I had more that I I did two more and I didn't call anyone. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, okay. So I have to stop here really quick and I have to give a code word. No, we are not doing CEUs for this, but we are going to be doing a giveaway um, on New Year's Day, a Facebook Live giveaway. And we are going to be giving away a Cooper book, a white book. A pass a big ABA book, um, some trivia cards, a uh, caregiver handbook, and one seat in our RBT training. So I think that's five different things. Yeah. So we're going to be doing a drawing to give away. And you have to have, there's going to be two code words during this podcast. So you have to listen to this podcast, get the two code words, and then post them on our Facebook or our Instagram. Um, social media pages which are both was our at knowledge.now.solutions <laughs> that's your part of the podcast so I'm like, huh? I don't know uh, your um first code word is elf e-l-f elf first code word is elf for your chance to enter into our 
Okay, so I'm, I'm supposed to have a cute name for it, but me and my marketing person just for some reason cannot come up with something cute to call it. So right now it's just a New Year's Day giveaway. <laughs> that works. Yeah, that's all, that's all we got. So being that able works. to post that on our social media. I'm watching, so we do video. We don't post our videos anymore, but um, my grandson is being held like a baby, so I'm not quite sure what's happening. In He's working. In Idaho. I wish I could work like that. So what else has so happened? He had to be a cow today. Oh, yeah. So How'd that's that why go? he got to stay home. Moo? Oh, is that what a cow says? <laughs> Perfect. How did that go? So he, had, he had his Christmas program. And he was in a cow costume, which is adorable, <laughs> adorable, but he didn't want to be in it right away this morning. So I told him that if he wore the cow costume, he didn't have to go to the school the rest of the day. So he wore his cow costume and, <laughs> and he got to go home. Um, and then, so this kid, anybody who knows him does hey, not walk. shut up. Yeah. The kid talks constantly from the moment he wakes up to the moment that he goes to bed he also sings constantly everything is a song so the little s-h-i-t did not sing at all during the program he moved his mouth a little bit which is says he was singing but he i was right in front of him and he did not sing so should have left him at school all day because he didn't sing mm -hmm. next year, mm -hmm. next year yep. at school. So, yeah. um, are you ready for the holidays and all that? I know this will air after, but I'm sure you survived. Everything was great. Let's just say, what are those affirmations? I'm going to put it in the air. Christmas break <laughs> went wonderful. There was no threatening of anyone's life. <laughs> Everyone listened. It was great. That's uh, my affirmation for the holiday. We uh, have two and a half, three weeks break, I think. It's a ridiculous amount of time. It is long. And that's my affirmation. I am taking my grandchildren back on Christmas and I am not getting them and again until maybe sometime in January I'll see them. Um, so I. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm interrupting you with breaking news on the K now front. What? She's going to probably kill me for this. Jessica. Jessica, passed her exam. Congratulations. Merry effing Christmas is what she just texted me. <laughs> I would never doubted it. The girl has been a BCABA for how long? Ever. Okay, so Jessica, we need to have her on it at we one point. I met her who 10 years ago, like the year me and Dustin got married. So 10 years ago, and she trained me in the field and she was a BC ABA when she trained me and girl knows what she's talking about. She can do things with her eyes shut, hands tied behind her back. Like she knows it. And so she's sitting for her BCBA exam. And she didn't tell any of us when she was sitting. So but I all... knew because we live in the same area and I have, I have my grandchildren who love her kids. And so she's like, oh, we're doing like a, we're gone all week. And then she asked me how the roads were and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I didn't ask her though, because I don't want people up in my business about when I'm testing either. <laughs> so I'm just like, uh-huh. Yep. Whatever. 
Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. So she passed. I'm so excited. So excited. Yeah. She oh, deserved good. it. Yeah, we have we have a lot of people that are testing this next year. We do. We're gonna have so many BCBAs. Y'all are gonna be awesome. And then I can retire. No, I think I'm going to retire. I'm old. <laughs> You're gonna get it. Speaking of being assertive, <laughs> we got a whole team of those assertive people. We do on our, on our roster. We um, do. Okay. I think that's all catching up. Right now, yeah. lots of I don't know what you were saying when I interrupted you. Surprise, surprise. I, um, I don't remember. I think we were good. I think we were just like catching up with what was going on. All right, so let's go ahead and move into our 25 essential skills. So, this chapter. Um, talks about a lot about assertiveness, which I'm a little iffy with the word assertive. <laughs> and I don't know if there's like in my head negative relation with the word assertive, but so for the podcast, I did some research and I looked up the definition of assertive. Um, so in the book, we talk about assertive behaviors in meetings, assertive effect, assertiveness on your own behalf, um, just saying no, assertiveness on your client's behalf. Um, and it, the very one of the very last sentences, which is kind of what gets me, is assertiveness is a key skill for behavior analysts who want to be highly effective advocates for their clients and behavioral services. So I'm not... 100% on board with that statement. And so when I looked up the definition of assertiveness, so confident was one of confident and forceful behavior. So confident I get, but forceful, I'm not, I'm not 100% on board with. And then when I looked up forceful, it was strong, assertive, and vigorous. So vigorous is strong, healthy and full of energy. So I kind of just went down a rabbit hole of what does assertiveness really mean? And is it really key in being a good behavior analyst? So it was interesting when I read this because I think that, well, first of all, I feel like what year was this book published? Do we know? Um, because I do feel like there were something, and I know they're doing different ones. So I, I do feel like some of the things they talked about, I felt was a little outdated in how I would approach things now. And then you're right. Like it was interesting. And the reason I think that it was done a while ago is because like they used the word bullying and you know how that's like such a hot topic now and things like that. And it was a lot of assertive within meetings. And then I'm reading these examples and I'm like, do behavior analysts act this way to coworkers? Because if that's the case, I'm like, there's bigger problems in, <laughs> in our field. Um, but I do understand that new to the field, new to any field as a young BCBA or behavior analyst or even RBT or BT, they need to be assertive on their own behalf and on those of their clients. But I do feel like there were some examples that I didn't entirely agree with 
um, how I, I like, I don't know if assertive was the greatest description of what, of what it was because it was, yeah, I agree with you. So I looked up synonyms for it Mm -hmm. and they came up with confident, decisive, empathetic, which was interesting, forceful, insistent, pushy, um, self-assured and self-confident. So I do think that we need to be confident. I do Mm -hmm. think we need to be decisive, empathetic, insistent. I'm not sure we need to be forceful and pushy, but I mean, if you're advocating, sometimes you do have to be a little pushy. So I can see an advocacy where that is, but I think too, it's knowing when and how assertiveness should happen. Um, Being assertive on the behalf of your client when you are in a meeting with parents or um, with other caregivers or other other stakeholders, there's definitely a way to be assertive to your coworkers versus outside your organization. Like there's all these other different kind of scenarios that I think really need that we need to talk about. Um, Just because if I was going to be assertive for my client. Um, and I was talking to, let's say you as my like supervisor, that conversation would look a little different than when I was trying to be assertive for my client to someone who, you know, maybe the ST or OT and the client and the client's caregivers were present. How I'm going to advocate for a client is going to look different than how I'm going to do it in a setting where it's just a coworker, not just, but you know, so I think that's one of the things about learning assertiveness is knowing how to use it and when to use it and, and how to be assertive. Yeah. And I definitely think so when it goes further in the, um, chapter on just saying no, how to say no, uh, mm-hmm. and explain yourself. Um, I, we always push that on, on our employees or especially on my supervisees about saying no uh, so assertiveness, just saying no and um, explaining yourself and not over scheduling yourself. So we really work on this with our employees and our supervisees. And usually, so I have an exercise I do with them of I've already decided that they have way too much on their plate and they can't take something on. But I ask them anyway if they can do it because I want to hear them advocate for themselves. So they don't necessarily need to be assertive about it, but they can be insistent about it or right. I guess. Yeah. Well, and so I, okay. I'm, I would not say that I would be a feminist or like, I don't feel like I ever like take that huge platform of like <laughs> gender and everything, but reading this chapter and maybe it's just because it's the I haven't read it for a while so reading it again where like it was like don't be whiny don't have your voice go up at the end um and I'm like is that to men as well like do you are you saying to men not to be I'm like I felt like it was just an interesting I don't know if I would have used (laughs) like that as um an example um things like that. But I do, there was one thing that really spoke to me in a part and that I really need to work on is don't apologize. So if I'm saying no about something or I'm being assertive, I'm not 
I'm not going to qualify that with, I'm so sorry, this is happening. I'm so sorry, this, I'm so sorry about this. I'm so sorry about that. Cause I have had a supervisor in my past say, you need to stop apologizing for what you're doing because you've already assumed that the people that you're training, or I think it was a training actually, where I was like, Oh, I know it's really bad that we have to sit here for you know, four hours. I'm sorry. It was, this training is really dry. I'm sorry. He's like, you're already telling them to be disappointed or to whatever. And I'm like, that's the same thing with being assertive. I don't want to say, I'm sorry that I'm telling you no. I want to say, I'm telling you no, but then I want to give you really good reasons as to why it's a no and then give you um, replacement. So, yeah. and I think that was the other good thing that was in this chapter is you can say no, but let's talk about why you're saying no and what what else we can do for that no. Yeah. And I also like, so when you go back to the apologizing thing, I was really bad at that. And I had a mentor tell me once, especially in like my emails or um, in my out of office uh, announcements, like don't say I'm sorry for being out of office, say thank you for understanding or thank you for your time. Or instead of saying, oh, I'm sorry, this training is dry, say uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to be here. Um, So instead of saying I'm sorry, thanking them. So any place that I would say I'm sorry, enter thank you. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, And then I do think that it's important to ask for that feedback, which is, oh, that's such a tough thing to do. Because sometimes you just don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, the feedback is interesting. I I had a coworker and friend who used to say, "Oh, I haven't got feed. I've been working here for a year and I haven't got any feedback." And my response was, "Well, have you asked for feedback?" And she's like, "No, I haven't." Well, there you go. Then you probably don't want feedback if you haven't even asked for it. Then you probably mm-hmm. are doing something that you don't want feedback on. Yeah, I feel like that's one of my and and t- asking for feedback and then receiving the feedback, you have to be ready um to receive that constructive feedback, but then I hope that that's the other thing you've had this conversation with whoever's providing feedback that they're also providing feedback in a positive way and that it makes it a little easier easier to handle. Yeah, feedback is always hard. Well, and I I agree with you. I like the part about um, how about this instead and a good like offering that alternative. So when you are saying no, just offering um, that alternative. And I think it starts actually as an antecedent because not saying you'll do something. I know we had a past employee who um, committed to something and then when it came down to it they decided that they couldn't do it so and one of their things is oh you always tell me to stand up for myself or to say no and not over schedule myself well that's fine but you already agreed to it so let's find an alternative versus just telling me no yeah I oh that so I will say <laughs> in my past <laughs> supervising <laughs> supervisor life. Um, when someone tells me no, or comes to me with a problem, but doesn't have any solutions on of their Mm -hmm. own, um, that drives me batty because at this level, 
especially for our BCBAs, they're in charge of so much that they should be able to do that problem solving. They should have had good supervision prior to testing. After testing, they should have had that good supervision. They should, not all of them have worked for great companies, but they should be able to advocate for themselves and say, here's what the problem I'm seeing and here's my solutions. Because if you come to me and just say, I, I can't do this or I don't know what to do and you have not even thought through it, oh, that, that makes me irritated. Yeah, that will, I think all of our, especially our employees and supervisors know that, like, come with me, come to me with a solution, not a problem. Or if you're coming with me to me with a problem, have at least one solution already thought of. Um, And if it is such a huge problem that you're just like at wit's end about what to do, you've at least thought about it. So tell me what you've been thinking. And then maybe it can be, you know, we can work through it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was thinking about when we talk about assertiveness in general is how do you know when, especially when we're talking about working with clients and, um, maybe you as an employee have seen something unethical or whatever. So how do you approach those situations when assertiveness is really key, when there's no, it's not, oh, I'm going to try to be assertive and be kind. Like, how have you handled those in the past? Which I can only imagine with you. But when it's like a a very, a very important situation that you've had to handle. So I don't think assertiveness is what I have been. Because when I think of assertiveness, I think of like I'm inserting myself into something that I don't necessarily need to be a part of. Like, to me, that's what assertiveness is, is like, I'm stepping into something, I'm asserting or inserting myself into a problem that I shouldn't have to be a part of. So I would say instead of, I know that's weird, but instead of assertive, I've probably been some of those synonyms. So I've probably been more decisive. Um, I've probably been more forceful than assertive, if you want to know the truth, Um And then insistent. So insistent is a huge thing, but always being able to back up why you're being insistent, Mm -hmm. why you're being decisive um, and having an actual reason. I used to hate when I was coming up as a supervisee, when somebody just a supervisor told me, no, we're not going to do it that way. Or when somebody's like, no, it's not going to happen that way. But they couldn't explain to me why it couldn't happen that way or why it was a flat out no. And I've always tell um, my supervisees that they can always ask me why I make a decision. Maybe not ask me in the exact moment because we're trying to be um, decisive and we're trying to figure things out. But then afterwards, come to me and be like, okay, why did we do it this way? Why did it have to be X, Y, and Z? Why couldn't it be ABC? Um, well, and there are times when we've had even since K now has started that we've had situations where it wasn't a discussion. And I think that's what assertiveness, I mean, I think that's what I, I kind of see, like we've, we maybe have come and said, okay, here's what happened. And there was no discussion. It was, this is the decision. And I think that's also being assertive because we had, we knew what had to be done and there was no gray area. 
I have my mic muted while you're talking because I have a sobbing toddler in the background. Oh my gosh. Well, and yeah. then the other the other thing is too, I like that we have our ethical standards that help us guide whatever decisions we make. I use that a lot when someone will like if I'm working with a company um, I do a lot more like OBM stuff. And when I'm working with a company and they're like, well, why are you making us do this? Or why is this happening? And I can always go back to my ethical standards and I can be more assertive because I have that kind of backing me up. And this is why we make these decisions. And this is why we do what we do. And I usually know that if there's an issue that I kind of know ahead of time, I do my homework. Yeah. And I come to the meeting. I'm either I look up my ethical standards or I talk to you or I talk to a supervisor if I was an employee. You know, I would I would know what I could couldn't do, what the ramifications were, things like that. Like I do my homework. Now, if it's yeah. in the moment, I'm also very good at being like, you know what? Let me get back to you. I need to talk to our BCBAD is usually what I say. I'm like, that's when I pull out the Dr. Farley. Doctor, I'm the gonna doctor, have to talk to you early. Yeah. Well, and to- I think with the, the assertiveness, um, what it would, it's that whole like when I think as a female, if I'm being assertive, I'm being a bitch. Whereas a male can be assertive and they're seen as strong or something along like that. Growing up with a little bit of that. Um, Mm -hmm. especially since I came from such a small, like we come from a small town. I think we got a lot of that. Um, But then look at the book where it's saying, don't, when you're speaking a sentence, don't have your voice go up at the end. So don't do this, you know, don't sound whiny. Don't sound, and I'm like, is that directed towards men or just women? And I know, and I, I would be, I would love to hear other people's feelings on when they, or am I just like got worked up about it for nothing? Um, because our field is primarily female. However, the people that have started our field or that are doing a lot of the research are in charge are male. And so I'm like, hmm, this is an interesting little dichotomy. And yeah. So anyway, so do you feel like you're assertive? Um, I don't think I am assertive. I think I am. We need to take a K now. Well, okay. What does assertive give me the definition for you? You just gave, you just gave the definition. I want to know what it means for you. It's putting myself where I don't need to be. That's for some reason what I think assertive is. That's in, in, I, N, inserting. (laughs) We're talking. Well, the words are too similar. They're way too similar. I don't know. I can't. I can't differentiate them. I'm going to need a program. In asserting is I in. I think that I'm confident, decisive, forceful, insistent, and pushing. You are assertive. Yes, you are assertive when you're insertive. I don't even know what that word. Oh, we're gonna have another conversation about how I you had your first years in Louisiana. I can already feel of it. Okay, <sighs> I know. I thought I wasn't allowed to call out a whole state. Okay, <laughs> their let, me, let me insert myself into this conversation though with our last code word. Oh yeah, there. What I is it? it correctly there, right? <laughs> so uh, remember, you are listening for two code words to post on our social media to enter to win a white book, a pass or a past the big ABA study manual, a or um, 
trivia cards or um, the caregiver handbook or a seat in our RBT course. And your last, your second, your last code word is jolly. We're having a jolly old time. Jowly or jolly? Is it J like jowls or jowly? Jolly. (laughs) Like ho, 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 jolly. Oh my God. My Minnesota, which I don't even live in Minnesota, but every once in a while, like we'll say words and it's like those vowels just come on out. Oh man. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about our trivia game that you created while we were at Weba. Yes. Okay. So if you came to Weba, uh, the funny thing is we were on the first night we were giving out free drink tickets because we were playing trivia and I had someone from another booth come over and be like, so we have to know what the big hustle has, has, but what's that? What word? The big <laughs> brew. I don't know. Oh what, why <laughs> literally asked me, why was everyone at your table? And so I was like, oh, because we did these trivia cards. And then the next day I had people coming up and asking if we had the trivia cards for sale. And of course, me being the entrepreneur that I am was like, yeah, of course we do. So we got home from Weba and we made a trivia ABA game. Um, This is a deck of cards. And there are, I can't remember how many... um, category. So there are people, places, and years. There are identify the acronym, um, pop quiz, and then name the AKA and definitions. And what is that term? So one, two, three. Oh my God. Five, six. six. It's hard to believe you created it. I know, right? Six categories. Um, and so I'm going to ask Dr. Jepson some of our mm-hmm. trivia questions. And she loves a good pop quiz, so it should be good. Okay. I hate, I, okay. Let me just say, I hate pop quizzes. I think they're dumb. I think everything should be multiple choice. I hate any quizzing. Go, go ahead. I, I mean, oh, the trivia is, you only have 60 seconds to answer. Oh, yeah. And the trivia game can d- be done in teams. And um, it would be good for all those um, all those ABA nerds, right? <laughs> yes. Talk about this a lot. Okay, go I ahead. Call I'm us ABA superheroes, not nerds. Oh, they're sorry, ABA superheroes. <sighs> sorry. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Let's all right. Who wrote the seminal article for ABA? Bear Wolf and Riesley, nineteen sixty-seven. No, seventy-two. No, sixty-eight, sixty-nine, sixty-four, sixty-eight. Eight. There we go. Got it. 86. 42. 42. Oh my gosh. It's okay. That was not the question. Why don't even try to. Okay. Bear Wolf and Reasley. You don't get extra credit if you know the year. Got it. All right. What does DRO stand for? Uh, Differential reinforcement of other behavior. Yep. What is a three term contingency? (laughs) Oh, this is wrong. Um, so this is funny because I just told Britt the other day that I'm like, I know that it is SD behavior and consequence, but I don't know what SD stands for. 
<laughs> I lost I lost all my base knowledge. Like I lost everything. It was it was a day where I was like, I can't remember everything. Okay. Okay. Um, what is another name for positive reinforcement? Uh type one reinforcement. Yep. I hate AKs. Uh, why why? Why? Define shaping. Um the process of teaching a new behavior um, by giving giving um giving reinforcement to the things that they're doing the steps the closest doing. behavior to the target okay yeah well close close Close. That, will that be on the will that be on the test? If it's not, I don't yes. know. And the key to shaping is that you're giving um, reinforcing the closest approximation. Okay. Okay. What oh. word defines the consequence that strengthens future behavior? Reinforcement. Yes. Yeah. Isn't there like a Gilmore Girls trivia? Because I feel like I do really good at that one. Or a friend's trivia. I don't know. We haven't been on a trip in a while. My friend's trivia might be a little off. The office. I would do office, Gilmore Girls Friends. I would totally kill it. ABA trivia. Harry Potter. Hmm. I would kill some Harry Potter trivia. Okay, Okay, sorry. (laughs) Justin actually knows more Harry Potter trivia than you would think. No, that's not so happens. All right. She loves me, love me, love me, love me, love. She loves me like nobody else. So that wraps it up for another episode of Teaching My Mother ABA. Um, do you remember the code words? Remember, take the code words, post them to our social media page, Facebook or Instagram, and then you'll be um, entered to win all those things she said. I'm sure it's all posted. I'm sure everything's posted. We'll go live January 1st, draw the winners, and then make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, leave a comment. Um, make sure you listen, do that whole follow us and everything on whatever platform you listen to our podcast on, you know, all that good stuff. And don't rate us unless you're going to give us a really good comment because that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Stressful in <laughs> itself. And remember, it's all fun and games until you have to teach your mother ABA.